listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast by Dr. T. Michael W. Halcom, Dr. Frederick J. Long, Dr. Mario Melendez, Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and J. M. Smith. Welcome and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Proof Text. I am Michael Halcom, and I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. As I'm recording this right on the cusp of Christmas Eve. Uh, 2023 and it should be airing then as well but you may be watching or listening on a different uh, day of course um either way i hope you have a merry christmas or if you're listening after the fact that you had one um i've been really under the weather the last seven or eight days and uh struggling so decided to try to muster up just a little bit of strength to do an episode for the podcast uh hoping to shed some light on a common misconception and maybe overturn uh, a common myth which is that uh, jesus wasn't born on december 25th or that we can't know the date of jesus's birth which is something i've heard my entire christian life i hear preachers say that every christmas uh season and i just think that's wrong I think we can uh, arrive at the fact that Jesus was born on December 25th, and I think we can do it based on Scripture alone. Um, But, you know, I I will say, and I've held this position for a long time. I've ever since uh, way back, uh, I, I blogged on this way back in December of 2013 when I was running my blog, Peace Devilman. And uh, so this is been my view for a long time, and I'm not alone in this. Uh, If you go back into church history, you have Irenaeus, who lived from 130 to 202 CE or AD. Uh, He believed that December 25th was the birth date of Jesus. Hippolytus, who lived 170 to 236, same. Sextus Julius Africanus, 160 to 240, same thing. John Chrysostom, 340 to 407. So, right, we're in the first century, second century, third century. I'm sorry, second century, third century. And um, we get to Cyril of Jerusalem, 348 to 486. We get into um, the fifth century. So, uh, the first four or five centuries of church history, this was a very common view that. Jesus was born on December 25th. Um, And some of those uh, references that I just listed off, if you go to compellingtruth.org, you'll find them. But I want to offer a fuller explanation than that website uh, does. And so I'll give you my view here. And it's going to be more than a a sort of dozen points that you're going to have to follow along with to really understand how we can argue this from Scripture and from Scripture alone. So that's what I want to do here. And in a minute, I'm going to open up stepbible.org, and we'll look at this together. And um, we'll see how we can make this argument. Now, you may or may not agree with me at the end of the day, but you'll at least see how we can make the argument from Scripture alone that Jesus was born on December 25th. Some of you may be thinking, that's crazy. I never heard such a thing. Prove it. Well, hopefully in the next few minutes, it'll become clearer. And uh, it, it, if you're thinking that, maybe, you know, you'll change your mind too. So we're going to jump in. We're going to start with Luke 
1, 5 to 13. And um, actually, let me just uh, pull up a document that I have here. This is from an old sermon manuscript. Um, and I'm just going to actually share this. You'll be able to read it from one of my old sermons. That way we don't have to jump around on stepbible.org a lot. So let's see if we can do this. All right, here we go. So I preached this sermon some years ago, but we start with Luke 1, 5 to 13, and it says, In the days of King Herod of Judea, there lived a priest called Zechariah who belonged to the Abijah section of the priesthood. Sorry, I'm going to have to take a, a few pauses here for a couple drinks. I got a sore throat and uh, mouth uh, gets very dry. And he had a wife named Elizabeth, who was a descendant of Aaron. Both were upright in the sight of God and impeccably carried out all the commandments and observances of the Lord. But they were childless. Elizabeth was barren and they were both advanced in years. Now it happened that it was the turn of his section to serve. And he was exercising his priestly office before God when it fell to him by lot, as a priestly custom was, to enter the Lord's sanctuary and burn incense there. And at the hour of incense, all the people were outside praying. Then there appeared to him the angel of the Lord standing on the right of the altar of incense. The sight disturbed Zechariah and he was overcome with fear. But the angel said to him, Zechariah, do not be afraid, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth is to bear you a son, and you shall name him John. Now, obviously, this doesn't say anything about December 25th of Jesus' birthday, but it's the first scripture in helping us arrive there. And there are a few important things to notice. First, Zechariah, so one, Zechariah is the husband of Elizabeth. Second, Zechariah was a priest. Third, Zechariah was a priest in the section that's important of Abijah. Fourth, if we go to 1 Chronicles 24, we find 24 sections, again, that's important, or groups that rotated to serve in the temple during specific weeks. In the section of Abijah served in uh, the temple as the eighth rotation, which would have placed a priest like Zechariah during the feast known as the Day of Atonement there, which is also known as Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur falls on September 22nd to September 30th in the modern calendar. Now, the modern calendar is arranged a little differently than the ancient Jewish one. Their months basically start in what we would consider the middle of our months. And so their calendar, thus their month named Tishri, or Tishri, begins in the middle of September and ends in the middle of October. It's a little hard for us to maybe wrap our mind around. There are a couple of other things to note here from these verses. Fifth, the angel Gabriel announced the conception of John to Zechariah and Elizabeth. And sixth, she conceived immediately. Very important also. So with these points in mind, these six points, half a dozen, we move closer to figuring out the day of Jesus' birth. So let's keep going, all right? In particular, let's move forward to a few verses in Luke's story, particularly 126 to 31. Here's what the text says. 
In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. He went in and said to her, Rejoice, you who have been shown grace. The Lord is with you. She was deeply disturbed by these words and asked herself what this greeting could mean. But the angel said to her, Mary, don't be afraid. You've been shown God's grace. Look, you're to conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you must name him Jesus. So there are a couple of things to note here. We'll add them to our previous list. Um, seventh, the angel Gabriel, during the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, went to Mary and Joseph and announced the conception of Jesus. And eighth, it was at that moment, very, very, very important here, the visit of Gabriel, that Jesus was conceived in the Virgin Mary's womb. Now, ninth, if one counts forward six months from September 22nd to 30th, right, they arrive at March 22nd to 30th. Now, so far, all we've done is follow Luke's storyline. We've not made any crazy claims or fudged numbers or resorted to pagan holidays, which I've heard so often, or thrown our hands up in the air in defeats or ignorance. We can never know. Um, we haven't done any of that, so we're getting closer. So where we've arrived at now is that on March 22nd to 30th, which was six months after John's conception, Gabriel visited Mary. And in that moment, Jesus was uh, conceived in her womb. And 10th, all we need to do is count forward nine months from there, which is the typical length of conception. Nine months out from March 22nd to 30th is, wait for it, December 22nd to 30th. And if you split the difference, well, it's December 25th. So we can say, based mostly on Luke and then some of 1 Chronicles 24, and an ins um, you know, that insight from there that Scripture's perspective is that Jesus was born on December 25th, give or take a couple of days. Again, we, we don't need to resort to astronomy or to myths or pagan holidays or shrugging it off. The story itself leads us to this date. So that's the date, December 25th. And um, one thing we, we can also ask is about the year. And we need to remember that there's no year zero on the calendar. It goes from 1 BCE to 1 CE, or 1 BC to 1 AD, however you do. There's no zero there. And since we're in Luke already, look at 2, 1 to 3. It says this, Now it happened that at this time Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be made in the whole inhabited world. The census took place before Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. So 11th, we can add to this, what we know is that Caesar Augustus was ruling, and we know from history that Augustus was ruling from March 15th, 44 BCE, to August 19th CE, pretty long span. So 12th, we also have the mention of Quirinius as governor, and that helps us narrow this down quite a bit. You'll notice that Luke says the census took place before Quirinius was governor. Now, some translators unfortunately say while, that causes confusion. What we know from history is that Quirinius ruled at two different times as governor, once from 3 to 2 BCE and once from 6 to 7 BCE. And what Luke is 
referring to is the census that went out under Augustus's rule and just before Quirinius came to office. And so the census took place just before 3 BCE. This means 13th that Jesus was born on the side of the calendar that has BCE attached to it or BC. And as Luke intimates, just before 3 BCE, uh, before Quirinius was ruling, uh, this happened, right? So does Luke give us anything else? Yes, absolutely. He's giving us a ton of information. We just got to have eyes to see it. Look at a few more verses from Luke 3. In Luke 3, 1, we read that he began in the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar's reign when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea. A handful of verses later in 3.23, we read this. When he began his ministry, Jesus was about 30 years old, being the son, as it was thought, of Joseph, son of Elam. So 14th, Luke tells us that Jesus began his public ministry in the 15th year of Tiberius, Caesar's reign. And from history, we know that that was 27 CE or 27 AD. 15th, Luke tells us that Jesus was about 30 at this time. That about gives us maybe a year or two wiggle room in either direction. And so if we start at 27 CE um, and count backward to 3 BCE, well, we get exactly 30 years. If we count to 4 BCE, we get 31 years. Um, so Luke is being pretty precise as a historian, pretty accurate. His word about's important there, though. And so he agrees with, or th this agrees, this view with the historical comment about the census prior to Quirinius's taking office, which happened in 3 BCE. So Jesus was likely born then in 4 BCE. That's the 16th point. And so here are, here's at least one thing this means, that Jesus, I think, was very likely uh, to have been born on Wednesday, December 25th in 4 BCE. And that's also known in um, Jewish calendar as Tevet 28 in 30, the year 3757. And Jesus was about 30, uh, around 30, that's a 33, but uh, I should say 30 when he started his public ministry. And uh, he might have been in his, his mid-30s when he was crucified. So he was born in 4 BCE. And we count forward to 27. Uh, that's 31. If he started his uh, public ministry around then, if he did public ministry for a year and a half, then he was uh, probably crucified right before 30. How we deal with uh, his crucifixion. Was he crucified in 30 CE or 33 CE or 30 AD or 33 AD? Um, if we say he was crucified in 33 AD, then that means we're arguing that he was 37 when he died, um, which overturns that whole idea that he was 33 when he died. If he was crucified in 30 CE, then that means he would have been around 34 when he was crucified, which gets us closer to that 33, which is a traditional number. So um, I, I feel like we can have pretty accurate date for Jesus's birthday based on scripture alone. I didn't go anywhere out of scripture to derive these numbers. Um, I just stayed actually in the gospel of Luke and then referenced back to um, uh, Chronicles just for a moment. But that's, that's uh, what, uh, 15, 16, 17, 
uh, 16 points uh, that we can hold in mind uh, when we are talking about reconstructing the date of Jesus's birth and understanding it as December 25th. Now, I think it could be, uh, you know, it could fall any any time during that week of December 25th, like I said, the 22nd to the 30th. But I go with uh, the early Christians who held that it was December 25th. I have no reason not to. Um, and it makes sense of all the scriptural evidence. I don't need to go anywhere else for evidence of that. So I may be a big minority in this, uh, holding this view, but I do believe Jesus was born on December 25th, which was a Wednesday in 4 BCE. All right, I'm going to stop there and uh, let you chew on that. Uh, maybe give that to you, offer that to you as a Christmas gift. So yeah, I'll stop there or say Merry Christmas. I hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glow's House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.